by the power of Masters Cast. You are listening to Masters Cast. <laughs> This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 56 for Sunday, May 18th, 2014. Hey everyone, thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I am Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. I am Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratos Macca. And I'm Josh Delioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. Hey, where's Katie? She's not here. She's in Switzerland, and I'm jealous. Someone got to go on vacation. Right when we came back from vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I haven't seen anyone since October. How's life? Good. Yeah. The usual. Yeah. Get a lot of uh, kids for Halloween when they went trick-or-treating after our last episode. I I didn't didn't get as many as usual. One of these years, I want to get the uh, Skeletor costume they've got now and frighten them because that's what (laughs) I do. (laughs) I enjoy frightening frightening (laughs) trick-or-treaters. I I just turn off the lights and hide. (laughs) (laughs) You may well laugh. But hey, it gets you out of buying all that candy. And you won't get your house egged. <laughs> oh no, they, they egg it anyway. Aww. No, they don't really, but <laughs> I've never been egged. Me either. I don't know if it happens over here. I've scrambled an egg. <laughs> Maybe it's just an American thing. I think it is. Could be. I've Could never be. been TP'd either. No, I haven't, no. That seems like a lot of waste of resources. <laughs> it must be very suspicious as well for the kids who are buying all the toilet paper down at the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I was... oh, you're buying it in bulk today, kids? <laughs> was that more of like maybe something that happened like in the 50s and 60s? Like, do people actually still do that? I don't know. Uh, I think they do. I, mean, I, remember like... th- I remember people doing that like when I was a kid. So, Like, it seems very leave it to beaver. <laughs> reference that no one will get in probably another 10 20 years <laughs> I don't get so it. if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast in the year 2034 <laughs> shadow is referencing a sitcom from the year what the 1960s i guess right or 70s something like that well no it was from like the 50s wasn't it or maybe <laughs> it was black maybe, and white okay maybe 50s then. but like so, go ahead did, did you not get that reference martin no. <laughs> That's okay, re- because Rod doesn't know anything about it either. <laughs> I thought you, first you said beaver to beaver. And then <laughs> oh. you remember it was like, oh, leave it to beaver. This is a PG podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is it a show about two beavers? <laughs> it's, a, it's a show where it's you like a 50s, it's a 50s family, and there's like the cooler older brother, and then there's the young brother, Theodore, and... They call him the Beaver, so he's like Beaver. That's his like nickname. Do they shout Theodore? Um, maybe the mom calls. Him. Oh, no, no, I sorry. think the mom even calls him like Beaver. Yeah, she I'm, does. I was thinking of um, Alfred and the Chipmunks. Ah, uh, that's where they shout Theodore. Uh, the show isn't that good. I don't recommend it. It's kind of boring. It's not hip and cool like Dick Van Dyke Show or something. Um. <laughs> But this is Leave It to Beaver cast. <laughs> well, but the mother from Leave It to Beaver was in Muppet Babies. She was. She was Nanny. Yep. So that was cool. So there you go. I preferred her as Nanny. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. Not much going on as June Cleaver. <laughs> Am I like the only person in the universe who did not watch Muppet Babies, really? Yes. <gasps> yes. That's blasphemous. Like, I knew that it existed, but I never saw it. And not on purpose. It just never happened for some reason. But they'll make your dreams come true. <laughs> they will. <laughs> it's right there in the song. <laughs> I, I like Muppet Babies more than regular Muppets, to be honest. Like, I wasn't really big on regular Muppets when I was a child, but I liked Muppet Babies. Uh, I loved the regular Muppets. I just wasn't really particularly exposed to Muppet Babies. The only thing I remember about the real big Muppets is that I wanted the, to eat the Swedish chef's cereal. He had cereal in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted to eat the Swedish <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Uh, he's not really my type. Uh, <laughs> but his cereal looked delicious, and I don't think my parents ever bought it, because they were probably just like, oh, another, you know, stupid cereal. Why what? didn't we ever get a Master's cereal in the 80s? It's like the only one that didn't have, you know, the only like toy slash cartoon property in the 80s, it seems like, that didn't have a cereal for at least a short span of time. There must be some backstory to that there must be some reason why that didn't happen maybe i you know i usually ate um like rice krispies or cocoa krispies excuse me sir I mean, like even like the, the flintstones <laughs> the or think about it <laughs> i remember on um ebay like 10, 12 years ago, seeing uh, somebody was selling a package of, of what in America we would call chips and what I think England and the rest of the world calls crisps that were masters themed that were like from the 80s that had never been opened. And I was like, why would you even buy that on eBay? But <laughs> I think they were from Australia or something like that. So there was a few things like that back in the day. But Right. He-Man Doritos, more powerful nacho cheese. <laughs> Sorry, that was funnier in my head. Doritos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, <laughs> I need to extend the pun. <laughs> um, you know, lots of stuff have ha has happened since October, um, and we would have talked about the comics, but I didn't have a chance to read them. So that means Josh didn't get to read them, but Martin and Leanne read them. So I just wanted to put that out there for everyone. <laughs> that they actually did read them even though I didn't <laughs> so they're caught up I looked at the covers they came in the mail every month <laughs> we'll have to stuff's happened. we'll have to do a show that's like totally in depth of the comics to date I think yeah I we could just like yeah I like focus that's always good that's exactly the opposite of what we've done so far today. Correct. <laughs> Focus. I don't really want cereal, though, so um, I'm not hungry. Uh, what? <laughs> I did read the last mini comic, didn't I? We, uh, not to me. If you did, that would have been oh. the one with the unnamed one. What, did it? Did that one have like Netta and stuff in it? It had the unnamed one. That's all I know, really. The the last mini comic I read had that Netta thing in it, and it had like New Adventures Shira. That was the one. It had um Flog's head was in a jar, and they didn't explain it, <laughs> and I was oh, very upset. I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I did like that temple thing or whatever that was going on, though. I thought it looked cool. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um. Someone needs to read me that one as well. Okay. So, <laughs> well, why don't we move on to the toys, right? Everyone's had the toys. Yes. So the big thing in the last few months that we should probably start with, because I think it was probably hands down the most exciting thing, was Grayskull shipped to everyone. So who here got a Grayskull? Me. Me. I did not. I did not. But Leanne put mine together. Yes. John brought his over and I put it together and it was awesome. 
Oh, very cool. That's I didn't realize that he had done that when he went over there. That's very cool. Yeah, I um, I had fun assembling mine with no instructions because I can't read the instructions, so I had to go through all the pieces and try to figure out where everything went, which wasn't too bad. But uh, you should was... have told Pixel Dan you needed instructional <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah, really, that'd be awesome, actually. Um, I've, I've actually used, you know, shout out to pixel Dan. I've actually used his, uh, reviews a lot of the time to figure out when figures do come that need some assembly or to make sure that I've gotten all of the accessories out of the package, because sometimes it's easy for me to miss ones that are like wedged in weird places in the packaging. So if I know, Hey, I'm missing such and such a thing. Um, I almost tossed out two of, uh, Octavia's swords, not realizing that she came with four. I thought she had two. And then I saw Pixel Dan's video and rescued them from imminent destruction. So, Pixel Dan saving lives. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Grace, I love the Grayskull playset. It's sitting on my shelf right now, and boy, did they do a great job with that. Silence. Um, yeah, so I like it. I'm like, you know, 50-50. I would have preferred a Filmation Castle Grayskull um, just because we already had, you know, that this Grayskull, like, you know, in the original line. Um, so I, I would have kind of liked it to, like, the, the facade outside to look a bit more like Filmation Grayskull, maybe colored a bit more like Filmation Grayskull. Um, like, you know, the darker version. And... Um, I can't remember. Leanne, weren't we having some problem like opening a dungeon or something? We were having problems with something and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, and something like that. And then wasn't there something about the like there was I was looking for like a rack to put the weapons on or something, but I guess that came in something. No, remember there separate. was like um there the was like rack. but there were yeah. chains like to like like a to, you know, those chains that we thought should hang somewhere? Yeah. Oh, they do. They do. I was confused on that at first. Okay, so the chains are done in a weird way um, where one of them, there's there's two holes that they plug into inside the dungeon that are like molded into the inside of the outside wall of the castle. So one of them plugs into one of the holes. The other one is done so that it's easier to put figure get figures in and out of instead of plugging in it like hooks around the hole which really confused me at first but that's is that the same problem you guys had with the chains it it must have been cuz i don't even think i figured that out yeah no so it's interesting and josh knows we don't care if we phrase it this way but the blind guy figured it out <laughs> <laughs> and two sighted people looking at Grayskull for probably, we probably spent a good like 20 minutes without even thinking about it. Yeah, and I was looking <laughs> in the instructions yeah. and everything. And for the life of us, we were like, where the hell did these things go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I so think we just gave inside up on the dungeon. Yeah, inside the dungeon, there's, there's the two, they basically like protrude from the wall and um, they're, they, one of them plugs into the hole and then the other one goes around the outside of the hole. So it really confused me for a while too. So I don't, I'm not surprised that you guys had trouble with it. Hmm. Overall though, very cool. I like the, um, I like all the updated stuff. The interior is very cool. The only problem um, with it is that it's like so huge. Like I was really kind of hoping that, um, I, my original idea was I wanted to try to open it up as far as I could get it so that both the like front and side would be visible in my display case. And um, the side wall, unlike the original, doesn't open all the way. It only opens basically to a 90 degree angle. So there's not, I don't have enough room to have the castle displayed that way. So I had to keep it closed, which is unfortunate, but... I've also used the, so the, you know, the inside floor piece that you take out when you close the castle, yes. like the big triangle piece, right? Yes. I've actually used that as like an extension of my display area. So it's just like a, a floor stand for some of the figures and things outside the castle, which is kind of cool that you can do that. 
it, yeah. It's hard for the sorceress to sit on the throne. Well, I set Stratos on the throne. Well, that's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, the sorceress standing um, in front of the drawbridge at the moment of my display. So, okay. So question then, um, because this was talked a lot about throughout the fan community and I have, I'm still agonizing over this months after we've gotten the castle, which is a stupid thing to agonize over. But the the little pawn type piece that goes on top of the skull. Now I know like people a lot of people have said, oh they'll just leave it off because they want like the classic toy slash filmation look. A lot of people put it on because they want the old artwork look. Currently mine is off and I, I know it's difficult to get on and off and there's a lot of people worried about breaking things and stuff. So I need to make the decision. Like if I put it on, it's probably never coming off. It's still off right now. My problem is at least from a tactile standpoint, because I'm not looking at it. I'm just feeling it like it feels awful without that piece on there because it's you lose all the texture of the stones up there. There's this big hole in the top of the skull. So I'm not very keen, but I kind of like that old look without it as well. So I'm I'm still agonizing it. What, what did you do with yours, Shadow? And what is kind of everybody's opinion on that? I think we put it on, didn't we? we yeah, we did. Yep. We might have had to snap it back off, though, to fit it back in the box. I, I don't know. Mine's still in the box. Um, the broken box. Um, for those who are unaware, my box came smashed, mangled, ripped, and it wasn't puked on, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, so shout out to Brian, a friend, who sent me his box, because he didn't want his box. And it's in his box is in pristine condition. Um, but my... My beat up nasty box is the traveling box uh, now. So, but I, I'm, yeah, I don't remember if I took it off or not. I, I don't have room right now to display it because it is so large. Did your poster come intact? Because I was wondering about that when you talked about your box being mangled, that the poster was sitting right on top of mine. So, yeah, the poster was fine. My box was all ripped and mangled on the side, and then I it, and punctured like in the middle. So it wasn't, it didn't hit where the, um, where the poster was. You are lucky that the castle was intact. I know, like no damage to the castle, at, at least. Um, FYI, uh, Leanne, had we watched Pixel Dan's video while we were putting the castle together, uh, he would have showed us what to do with the chains. Oh, well, I, just, I didn't even think a, about it. I know. Sorry, Dan. We were late to the party um, on that one. <laughs> so uh, just one other funny little thing with this, uh, going with your talking about not having room to display it. Yeah. So <laughs> I last year, I can't remember if I talked about this on the show or not, but last year I built a display case uh, for my master's thing. It's very, very nice. It's wood. It's got glass doors on it and fancy handles and the whole deal. It's, Huge. It's, uh, I believe, uh, a little over six feet tall and about four feet wide, about roughly two feet deep. Um, it is huge. And a lot of the measurements and things that I, I had planned for were all centered around the measurements that Mattel had given us for how big Grayskull was going to be. And if you were following the, the Grayskull thing last year, those measurements kept changing. And they, for uh, t kind of toward the end, they started to get a little bigger, a little bigger, a little bigger. And ultimately, in the end, um, my castle fits with an eighth of an inch to spare. Literally an eighth of an inch. I had planned on having it uh, displayed with the drawbridge open, and there was not <laughs> enough room <laughs> to do that. <laughs> so... Um, it's a great size. I'm not complaining that it was big. Just, uh, wow, that I cut it close with my display case. It's huge. I still haven't seen the display, right? You didn't no, you have not seen it yet. You'll have to, you'll have to when you come visit this fall, um, I'm going to be moving into a new place, and we're going to have Shadow over, and you'll get to see the mammoth display case. He only is having me over because I have his sky sled, unnamed one, strobo, cow, looky, weapons pack, anything else? 
Uh, um, an iMac, a USB uh, hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, Goatman. Uh, Goatman. Um, wow. But that is not the only reason we're having you over. You, you have visited before without, <laughs> yes, I know. without <laughs> things. Although it does seem like when you do come, you usually have at least one thing. Because last, last time it was Granamir, right? I think. Yes, yes. Because remember I was like, your Granamir didn't have the problem that mine had. Yes, yeah. And I was like, and it was just, you know, luck of the draw that I opened the one with the problem <laughs> for myself. And that just shows you folks how nice I am because I could have been sneaky, right? I could have opened his to see if his had the problem, right? And been like, oh, his doesn't. I'm just going to keep his. Okay, but the, here's the funny <laughs> thing didn't. with this. Here's the funny thing with this, though, right? Yeah. He actually opened my Granamir to see, to oh. let me know if it had the problem. He Wait was a like, minute, oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> you, yours does have the same problem as mine, right? But he was he opened mine and then looked at his own again and thought that he was looking at that's mine. That's right. So, yeah. Oh, my God, thought, I forgot. Yeah, he thought that both of them were messed up. Yes. And then... And then brought me the, the one yes. that was fine. Yes, we deduced <laughs> that when I opened his to check, because I had mine sitting there to compare, <laughs> that I ended up looking at mine and saying, yes, yours has the problem, yet put the correct one, which was his, back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate it. So thank you very much. You're welcome. My Grandamir is in good shape. You're welcome. <laughs> So Grandamir is sitting on the very top of my display case. Mine too. With the Wind Raider. Mine so. is on display with He-Man on Battle Cat. Battle Armor He-Man on Battle Cat. Um, bubble, bubble Power She-Ra, I guess, right? Bubble Power She-Ra without the Bubble Armor on Swift Wind. Um, Pre-Eternia He-Man. A Hero. Zodak. And think that's it. Yeah. For those who might be interested in uh, an episode of the Filmation series, which I forget, is it the one? I forget which one it is uh, offhand. But there's a, there is an episode where Orko and Grandamir kind of have some banter going on and, and such. Um, does anybody remember which episode that is? I just watched it. Now I can't remember what the title of that one was. Nobody's helping me. Okay. Well, anyway, there is one. One thing that I discovered, probably it's completely accidental, but it's kind of funny. And I don't have it currently set up this way, but I did for a while. Granamir's hands are precisely shaped so that he can hold Orko, which is like have his hand around Orko. Like he's holding, like he's grabbing him, like get away from me sort of type thing. And he'll hold him up. It's perfectly shaped for that. So... If you want to display that way, it works because it's kind of nice if you don't want the flight stand thing for Orko. Um, you want, but you still want him on your display somewhere, but not just sitting on the ground. So that's an alternative for you. I might do that. It works very well. They, they, what I've currently got is Orko on Grayskull in the watchtower so that like the flight stand is hidden behind the top of the tower so you can't see it like he's up above right just barely above the the tower wall there but um but it worked really well with orko being held onto by grandamir as well so for some reason i don't have orko was he an exclusive yeah yeah well at first well well, because prince adam came with orko Mm. i have two orkos like one is regular and the other one is uh, kind of transparent. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I have I have both as well, but I only opened the regular one. I have neither. <laughs> I only opened a regular one. I don't know if I have the transparent one. Uh, you were were you you were at Comic Con that year? I'm pretty sure you probably got it. I think oh. you were at Comic Con that year. I'm almost positive you were. I don't remember. Maybe that's how I got mine. <laughs> oh, maybe you got it for me. Maybe I. Oh, I do remember buying people. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, but I stand to only remember the years with crappy exclusives like Vicron <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that I think mess hands was down, I think hands down, like we had a few years in there where the exclusives were phenomenal with uh 
Marlena and the Orko Adam two pack and Hero. Like those were all really good exclusives. Um, last year's was was good. The Rock Warriors, and I guess this should lead into the next topic. Yes, Filmation Hordak. Filmation Hordak for this year's Comic Con. No, I Ex- said Failmation Hordak. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, oh, I see. Oh. <laughs> I am not terribly fussed over the the the, the fan community has been going all over um, with lots of pro- lots of complaints about this one. I'm going to be at Comic Con, so the imp part of it doesn't really bother me. Although, even if it did, I would probably just go on eBay, even if I wasn't going to be there. Um, so the main complaint is the head sculpt is that there that there isn't. A new head sculpt. Is that is that where the fail comes in for you, Shadow? Oh, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that's that's what people are calling that's him. The sentiment. Oh, I see. I see. I'm kind of fifty-fifty split on it. Yeah, it's the um, people would like a filmation head, and don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind a filmation head. And I believe the armor. They want the armor to look more filmation instead of just the regular old Hordak armor. Um, my my thing is though is. And this is like a just a Mattel business perspective. And I think people have mentioned this like on, on the online forums and stuff. Like, no, you know, paint his head this way for San Diego, then put a filmation head with something to make it sell. Just like how like you put Cal in a weapons pack, right? To help sell the weapons pack. Then you release Cal in the filmation colors, which is what we wanted anyway with Lucky. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like put Hordak, like, the Hordak head with something that might not sell as well, like even like a Buzzsaw Hordak or not even a Hordak, a lesser Yeah, well, character. yeah, I mean, look, we've already got like a uh, Filmation He-Man sword with Flog. We've got Battle Damage Faker head with uh, New Adventure Skeletor. Like that, that's the president's been set for doing that. So they may, they may go that route. And and that also gives an option too that people who maybe aren't able to or don't get the exclusive, you know, they may not get the full filmation version, but they could put that Hordak head on another version of Hordak if they wanted to as well. So sure, um, yeah. Or I, on the on one of the Horde troopers if they wanted to go with that style Hordak. Because didn't you say you were going to do that, Shadow? Yeah, like I would prefer. Um. Yeah, like I might take the Filmation Hordak um, from San Diego's head, put that maybe on a Horde Trooper, and then if they release an actual Filmation Hordak head, and then put it on the blue one. Um, I I think the like argument, the main argument, comes down to the fact that like this was like a very sought after figure, and it's already a cheaper figure to make, right? Because they already have Hordak. So it was even cheaper, right? To just paint the head white instead of making a new head. Whereas I think people are feel that they could have used the resources to at least make the new head instead of maybe like the treasure chest for imp. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can see where, where people think that way. I don't know. I, I having not seen the cartoon, maybe the, the difference is big enough, but I don't know. I just, they, I, I guess, hmm, I don't know. Is the, is, is the Filmation Hordak head design so radically different in it's, the cartoon? It's more robotic, know. more angular. But it's still the, like the same general thing though, right? Like it's still the same shape. Like you'd look at it and you know, oh, that's Hordak. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, because yeah. I don't know too, previously, um, this also came up in kind of the discussions on on HeMan.org where they we've been ta- they were talking about all of this and previously Mattel had said several times Toy Guru whatever had said several times that at this point in time they were not looking at doing new head sculpts for filmation looks for characters and and you can point to like Randor although he doesn't really look much different toy versus cartoon when they did do the cartoon version it was just the head painted differently same you know same uh, you know so president was kind of already set but um but they they had said that they weren't looking at doing that now the argument that i do agree with on the other side though is that's sort of a strange 
um, decision to make in that they do make alternate heads for different kinds of media already, whether they were like comic heads like we got with Horde Prime or uh, 2000X like we got for a few figures, uh, things like that. So you do have to kind of wonder, well, why is Filmation excluded from from the mix when you're doing these different looks anyway, which I, I agree with that. I don't understand why it's excluded, but it didn't surprise me that this was repainted. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent happy with the character. I too would like a filmation Hordak head. I just, I, I guess I already feel that we will be getting a filmation Hordak head eventually. Um, and I don't think I'll necessarily have to maybe pay extra for it because it'll probably be in a figure that's in the subscription that I'll have anyway. Maybe that's why I'm not as worried. You know, it would make a lot of sense if they're going to pack it in with another figure that maybe wouldn't sell well. I would argue that the ideal one to do that for, which is presumably a figure next year in the 2015 lineup, uh, would be Dragstore because... At least I have zero interest in that figure. I don't think it's a very well-known or well-liked character, but he is a member of the Horde, so the Hordak head would make sense in there, and I bet you that would boost interest in that figure if you were going to get the Filmation head with that one. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm kind of... I mean, I'm kind of split on it. I mean, I understand the disappointment, in the head, but I really just thought they'd paint it. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't expecting a filmation head, like a, a new sculpt, but I mean, like you guys said, that would be the perfect way to do it, especially with all this fan outcry over it, you know, package it in with another figure. Hmm. Well, Martin. Yeah, I'm the same pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been nice to have, I think, because he has, he has a very distinctive cartoon appearance. Perhaps more so than most of the other characters. So if they were going to do a cartoon accurate figure, he would have been a good one to go all the way on, I think. I am happy that we're getting the arm cannon. Oh, uh, absolutely. Like I think that was yeah. the first thing I asked you, Shadow, right? When... <laughs> We found yes. out. It was like, does he have the arm cannon? Because <laughs> that's, that's what I want. So, yes. So it's like we did get that. Like I'm, I, I'm not trying to make excuses, mind you. And you can certainly be upset if you don't have the head. But like I, you know, we did get the cannon. I think that was awesome. We do get imp, like in yep. regular imp form. So I think that's awesome as well. I understand people get mad. It's exclusive. Blah blah blah. But like San Diego has always had exclusives. This is the same dog and pony show. We can't keep complaining about. That's one thing. I'm just like. We com- keeping to complain that there's exclusives. That's just the nature of the business. That that part of it, I find the head argument to be much stronger. Um, on that, I actually didn't think we were ever going to get imp. So the fact that we are, I'm actually pretty excited about. Because I just didn't think that was ever going to be in the mix for the classics line. I don't know exactly. I don't have a lot of rationale for that. I just. Once, once, I guess once we got Lukey and Cowl, and there, there's no imp in that set or anything, I was just kind of like, well, we're, that's probably it. We're, but, you know, I don't know. That was just where I was coming from then. Is that it? No one else has anything else to say on the exclusive? Just hope it's easy for me to pick up and buy. Yes. Well, you're because gonna be... that's how I'm going to get mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's just Shadow and I are going to be at Comic-Con this year. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, the last few years, it's actually been pretty easy. They've, they've done a lot to improve the buying experience. I, don't, I know a lot of people um, do the whole pre-order and then pick up thing, which I've not done. Um, because it's just it's been just as easy to walk up there and buy it. They've really got it. It figures as the line is winding down. They've finally gotten the uh, the the what's the procedure down for Comic Con. Like it's you never I've never waited in line more than a few minutes. The the last really bad year, I think was uh, 
I think it was King Grayskull was the last really terrible one at the Mattel booth, actually. Um, there were a few in there that were a little bit worse, but the last couple of years it's been been pretty pretty quick in and out. So and isn't that a telltale sign that it was King Grayskull that was I was them? just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they did not handle things well the year that uh, for the sale of King Grayskull, but it just um, reflects the character. That's all. <laughs> Well, okay. On the other end, you could argue that that's, uh, you know, demand might have been higher for that one, too. Not saying it was, because I don't think it was, but you could argue that if you wanted to. Um, Anyway, so that'll be a Comic Con this year. That is the only Masters exclusive this year. So this is going to be the first year where we only, at least that that they're announcing in advance. They might have trinkets. Like every year, they've usually had some sort of like, we had like the Tila buttons that one year. And the party favors the one year, and the Moss Man deodorant one year. So <laughs> I don't know if they're going to have. Uh, last year they had uh, lanyards um, that they gave out in comics. So I don't know if they'll be. What do you think, Shadow? I mean, you you've been there the last few years. Do you think they're going to have another little trinket handout, or is Hordak really truly all they're doing this year? Do you think? Oh, I would assume. Yeah, they usually have some type of little thing they hand out at the booth, like a promotional item for free every year yeah maybe it well it's like it might be a shira item since it's the shira anniversary yes that would make a lot of sense actually that would be nice um so that could be um plus you know we'll get figure reveals and all that stuff um i don't know if we'll vote on anything this year yeah, because usually the voting has been two years out, right? Because like last year we voted on, what did we vote on last year? Was it Huntara? Hunt, was it Huntara? And, but she's not, no, was no. Uh, wait a minute, was it the no? That was New York Comic Con, right? Where they did the New Adventures voting on uh, Myra or whatever that was, right? Yeah, I didn't vote for that. I know I voted for Huntara. Okay, you no, know, yeah, I think you're right. That was last year. Uh, I don't know, but. Um, I don't think we're getting that right until 2015, I believe. And like Grandomir, didn't we vote on like two years before we actually got Grandomir if he was going to be ready? Yeah, and we voted for Swiftwin. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so it's usually a lot further out. So I don't know that unless unless they're pretty sure getting a 2016 sub, I don't know that they would have us vote on anything this year. Well, hard to tell, though. Speaking of voting, have we been voting on the polls, the character polls on He-Man.org? I would, but I can't. So, they're not accessible. Sorry. That's okay. Does I anyone- did vote. I, um, I very biasedly pushed all the new Adventures characters to the top. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, Master Sebrian is still not in the poll anymore. <laughs> yes, I was outraged a bit upset about that most of the the uh figures that i want i think are probably relatively popular so they'll probably be in the mix somewhere in those polls i would imagine so well i just voted for whatever round right now i think there's two rounds left and like a lot of the ones i wanted are still in there like general sunder um i know i put him as my top choice for one of them um so there's still popular characters in there. I still really want a hawk. So do I. That's like my top one. So you're just sucking up to Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really no. one of my top ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just I mean, joking. Um, most. I mean, there are a few. I guess that there's a lot. Most of the ones that I want that that may not happen are filmation. Like I would love a dark dream. I want the sleepers from uh, the Sleepers Awake. Uh, Dragoon, I don't know. I think some of those are probably still in the mix, but Montoric and Driel. Uh, Twiggets, huh? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know who a lot of the um, a lot of the mini comic characters were. That's the area in which I am least mm-hmm. familiar. Like when um, <laughs> when Geldor arrived, <laughs> I just looked at him and went, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I'd heard the name, but I'd not, I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> yeah, I, it took me a while for that one, too. I, I'm, yeah, no. 
Filmation for the win. So I, I do want some more 2000X as well because I, I am the, a big fan of the 2000X era. So I hope, I hope more is to come in that era as well. But I'm, I, I, I've mentioned this on the uh, boards as well that I'm, I'm excited for 2015. I think there's going to be some really great stuff uh, next year. I'll be subbing. I always sub. Um, but I really hope that the line goes at least one more year after that because there's a lot of the, the stuff I'm mo- most excited about is not mostly not the vintage toy characters that are left for next year. It's mostly the stuff that is filmation is 2000 X is um, characters there that we haven't gotten before in plastic. Those are the ones at this point that I'm way more excited about than drag store or, uh, you know, it's, uh, the twistoid and wrote rotar or whatever. I, those, those ones are not, very interesting to me at all, which is a lot of what we're going to be getting next year for me personally. You don't want a Rio Blast partner. <laughs> I, think Rio, I think we're getting Rio Blast this year, aren't we? Didn't we hear that already? I, I could be wrong on that. I think we heard. Uh, well, you seem to indicate he's not high on your list. <laughs> he's not. He's not on my list anywhere. <laughs> so I, I've never liked Rio Blast either. You so. intimidated son. <laughs> <laughs> No, really not. Sorry, uh, me either. I always, I, it's, it's so weird. I vividly remember like being in like children's palace or something. Cause I was a children's palace kid, not a Toys R Us kid back in the day. And, um, uh, I remember like seeing like Rio blast and like Ninjor and, and even like blade. And I would look at these figures and I'd be like, these don't look like He-Man figures. And I remember when I, when I got blade because of the movie, like he didn't, he didn't have the same leg structure as He-Man figures. Mm. And I was just like, this isn't... He-. Like, I remember being confused as a child, like, or like a cowboy. I was like, this isn't He-Man. I don't understand. I guess yeah. he, he wasn't in the cartoon or something, but I don't know. I was just, like, confused. It's like, why is there a cowboy? <laughs> I, I don't think it's just that. There are certain characters in Masters, and I, I don't... I have different levels of either disinterest to dislike for them that, for me, never fit because they were... They were basically too derivative of something from, you know, earth cultures, whatever, however you want to put that, that didn't to me fit. So the, uh, Ninjor and Rail Blast are like the two prime examples of that. Uh, Jitsu, Jitsu to a little lesser extent. I, I, you know, I don't hate Jitsu or anything, but I just don't, I don't really feel much for that character. Um, they're, they're a little too derived. Something like... To, to use a more recent example, like Sir Laserlot kind of works because he's like the knight thing in this sword and sorcery property. So I can kind of go along, even though I hate the name, I can go along with the design and that kind of thing that, okay, he's a knight. I'm fine with that um, because it fits with the, mo- with the overall motif. But when you start putting in some of the same thing with the samurai figures in the 2000X line, like they were, they're too derived from something that's so incredibly earth-based that it, stops working for me with some of these characters Mm -hmm. i agree i i mean like i had ninja as a kid i didn't never had rio blast but even he like to me didn't fit in with the line it just it just didn't feel like a he-man figure to me yeah it's well, I guess, but if you think about it, I guess it's pretty good track record of hit and miss. There's way more hits, like way more proportionately to the hit side of the the oh, yeah. of the figures than misses. Like I would count a Rio Blast. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, those characters have their fans out there, and not discouraging that by any means. But um, I think overall, Rio Blast is definitely not um, very many fans, you know, top of their list by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Or, or and some of them, you know, later waves, I think that, I th- you know, I wonder, this might be an interesting topic someday, maybe not for today, but something to maybe think about and discuss later is I, I wonder if in the vintage line, like the later waves were not nearly as popular. The line lost a lot of its popularity toward the end. Um, I wonder how much of that was them uh, losing sight of what the, what, what made Masters characters 
masters characters. You know what I mean? Like exactly what we're talking about, right? Ninja doesn't really fit in. Rayo Blast doesn't really fit in. Um, but even in those later waves, though, there were ones that that are were popular, still are popular, right? Like that do totally fit in, right? Okay, we have Randor and the Sorceress toward the end there. Okay, well, those were featured on the cartoon, so those were those were going to be in anyway. But even something like Scareglue, right? Like, I don't know very many people who don't like Scareglue. He was never in the the cartoon, but he fits. He mm-hmm. works really well as a master's character and has managed to maintain popularity for a fairly obscure character for 30 years, you know, way more so than something like Rio Blaster and Endure. So it's oh, interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it's the fact that they weren't in the cartoon, which made people less interested. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Like if I mean, it wasn't a fantastic design like Scareglow. Hmm. But um, even Scareglow, I mean, is the design really that fantastic? I mean, he's basically, he's got a cape and a new hood, but the rest of it's just essentially like a Skeletor body that's been painted with a glow-in-the-dark skeleton on it. Like, But that know, alone is awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe so, but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge stretch, though, to come up with this figure. It's like 99% reuse of parts. <laughs> But you know what I mean? I think it's just that it did look like a He-Man figure and it would have fit in nicely. So that's why we exactly. like it. Whereas like something like Rio Blast might have been more popular if he was in the cartoon. We would have just thought like, oh, it's Rio Blast. I wouldn't have thought like, why is there a cowboy? I have, Yes, but I would argue that at that point we would have watched the cartoon and been like, why the hell is there a cowboy in this cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> Instead. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe Filmation, though, would have made him fit better. Like, they made, you know, Seahawk fit like a pirate. Yeah, but pirates kind of work with the whole theme overall. At least in my mind, they do. They sort of fit into that whole sort of medieval sword and sorcery type story. More than a ninja. More than a cowboy. Cowboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get yeah and I think too my problem is whenever I think of a pirate I immediately think of the like Disney cartoon version of Captain Hook which would definitely not fit in yes so maybe that's why because as a child that was like all I knew of a pirate yeah that's interesting I'm trying to think what my as a child what my go-to I mean I certainly was aware of um Captain Hook, obviously, I was, I was a huge Peter Pan fan growing up. And I, you know, I was Seahawk. You know what? Seahawk and Hook probably were kind of the, my main exposures to pirates. So it's interesting. Hmm. Once you grew up, do you no longer like Peter Pan? Because now you've no, grown up. No, <laughs> I, no, I love Peter Pan. I love the, if you have not, if, if Totally off topic here very quickly. If you've not read the Starcatcher books, fun. If you're a Peter Pan fan, read those books. So much fun. Shadow would probably even like those because those are based on the Disney version of Peter Pan. Oh, well, I like Peter Pan as a villain. Once upon a time? Yeah. Yeah. That's my Peter Pan. Peter Pan, the child father of Rumpelstiltskin. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, he, that, and plus that actor was so good. Yeah, that, he was really good. Um, yep, I liked that. So check it out, people. Peter Pan is a villain. I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> and I recommend Starcatchers if you like the Disney version of Peter Pan, because those are also really fun. This oh, is a Disney version of Peter Pan, technically. All right. I don't know. I need to see well, the show. Technically, show. it's on ABC. Yeah. But- I worry with the show, for me, personally, that it might be hard for me to follow, because like I have not seen it, but from the way people talk about it, it seems like it's a very visual show. And I worried that I would have trouble following what's happening without somebody like hanging over me, telling me what's going on. But I don't yeah, know. And yeah. plus like everybody's related to everybody. And <laughs> 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 it gets, it's, it gets confusing for me sometimes. Well, and like with him too, like, yeah, because like, you know, one day, like in one scene, they might be calling him like Prince Charming or charming and then like in the next scene they're calling him david right yeah and then it's like well wait who are you t-? he might be like right. well who are they talking to now and yeah uh, until and, and you had they, the voices memorized yeah and they switch but also they switch back between present day and past you know so often yeah. 
It might it might get confusing. I'll have to see if those are available in some form or fashion with audio description, which they do in usually in Britain. We don't usually get it over here very much, so I'll have to see if there's if I can get those in some way from Britain. Anyway, we should get back on Master's topic, I guess. Um, another big thing that's happened recently is the uh, the uh, Princess of Power uh, add-on sub went through. It uh, was successful. They got enough Yay. subscribers. Of which I am one. Who else subscribed to this? I'm sure. I did. I did. Pardon? And let me tell you, <laughs> uh-huh. that was no. That I mean, that was a big deal for me because you know I didn't get the filmation sub because I didn't think that they uh, the the figures that they told us we'd be getting didn't you know it wasn't enough to to for me to jump onto it. But I was pretty impressed with the the Shira sub. So well done, Mattel. I'm excited for for it, um, especially for some of the characters like Madame Raz that uh, was such a big part of the show. And because there was no figure and because the show began after I lost my vision, I don't really have a good idea of what a character like that even looks like. So I'm super stoked for these characters. So it's going to be awesome. See, I really want Madame Raz, but I'm not bothered about any of the others. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this then, though, brings in another topic that I thought maybe I could uh, toss out there real quickly here because um, there's an in- interesting discussion that really got me thinking the other day also on uh, the forums where, uh, you know, Leanne, you, you hit on it just a, a second ago, talking about how the, the figures that they showed off for the sub impressed you, right? That got you yeah. to subscribe. And... Uh, I agree. We talked about this a couple of years ago on the show here about uh, the year when the things that they showed off for the beginning of the year were were a little bit strange. Like they, you know, to try to get people to sub, right? It was like Natasa and uh, Vi- was it Vicor that year? I forget. But it was like it was all of these kind of lower down on the priority list characters for the main part. It's hard to get people excited about a sub. Uh, to to subscribe, you you want the things you show off first. If you're not going to show them all, to be home runs, right? To get people right. excited and do the thing. And they didn't do that for a couple of years. And then I think they've done better the last um, probably two years. They've done a lot better, um, maybe three years, right? Because we had like the one year. I think the best year uh, when they kind of turned things around, right? We had like the Sorceress, Fisto, and I think it was Cobra Khan, right? Like those were like. Those are all pretty, yeah, but pretty Natasa popular guys. Was recent. Uh, no, that was that was like the year right? before that, I think, wasn't I it? I don't know. It all melts together these days. I think that was the year before that. But anyway, um, this year they did fairly well. Although I wouldn't have considered Hydron a real home run, but they at least got the new adventures representation in there and people uh, in, interested in NA. And I think uh, with. Um, who did we start the year with? I'm uh, drawing a blank here. They were good characters, but I've forgotten now for whatever reason. Um, doesn't really matter. Point is that they've, they've been doing that. They did well here. Uh, there's been some discussion on uh, the forums, people saying that, oh, well, you know, disappointed now that a lot of the slots coming up are not home run type characters because we got a lot of those earlier on Scorpia we're getting uh, this month was you know a big one kind of early on that they they showed off last year at Comic-Con and things like that um, you can't have it both ways like if you're going to be an all-inclusive line uh, there's going to be some months that there are characters that have less of an appeal than than others I really much prefer it if they show the home runs early on um, and let those be early in the year, early in the sub, or however you want to look at that. Um, and make sure we get the subs that we need for the line to continue. And I'm okay with, you know, a span in the middle of the year of of some lesser tier characters for for those fans that that want that do want those characters. So, what what is people's thoughts on that? Well, real quick, I I agree with that. I would also though just space it out a tiny bit. I would probably. I, I would want some heavy hitters at the beginning. I would probably want a heavy hitter in June and July because that's when the next sub is out and you can kind of get the fans a little bit more 
happy like oh i just got scorpia you know what i mean like awesome figure right. like and then you want to maybe hit another larger tier one maybe around um you know october november somewhere t- kind of later just like one more to kind of give us that bang that's gearing us up for the next sub yeah i th- i think they've mostly followed that pattern pretty fairly close i don't think they've done it as well as they maybe could have but like in the uh, toward the end of last year for example right we got like mantena we got the horde troopers we got uh we got another big one in there uh which i'm drawing a blank on right now as well but toward the end of last year now the end of the year with plundor which some people were very excited about and some people weren't but um they did fairly well with that i think last year this year, I would argue they're definitely doing that with the She-Ra sub because I think a lot of people are excited for, what is it, Madame Raz? Is that the July? I forget what order the, the She-Ra sub goes in. Um, it might be, but sort of that, that sub drive time, I think they've definitely got some good stuff and we did just get Scorpia. So that's a pretty good, uh, fairly good lineup, I think, and, and pattern. Well, and just as you mentioned, Scorpia, mine didn't arrive yet, but it looks so good from the pictures that people have been posting. Like, phenomenal. I'm excited because that's another character I have no idea, really, outside of just the basic idea. I don't really know what the character looks like, so I'm so excited to get that. Literally looks like she walked right off the TV screen. Now we're getting Battle Lion, which I'm probably the only person here who cares. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have no interest. I mean, I'll have one and he'll sit in his box. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. sadly missed out on King Grayskull, so I have a Battle Lion, but no King Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a King Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> Just not the, sand, not the exclusive one. I have the re-release. The re-release one was better, I think. Yeah, I thought it looked better. Yeah. Um, Also, the cape is removable. So they must have had Battle Lion planned for a long time because King Grayskull came out, what, like four or five years ago now? And that's how my understanding is that's how you're supposed to sit sit him on uh, Battle Lion is without the cape. So. So. uh, all right, uh, so we got a lot of stuff going on. Does anyone? I, I I I had another topic, but we we've run pretty long here. Does anyone have anything else they wanted to add? Or I I do have something I wanted to say. Go for it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of it kind of made it sound like it was some like ominous announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to pimp for um our good friend uh Daniel Benedict who did Castle Grayskull Man um and has been on the show before. He is doing a Kickstarter campaign for um his He-Man fan film that is going to be called The Fall of Grayskull. Um it's going to be the final scene that will be filmed um that will be funded by the Kickstarter. Um the Kickstarter ends here at the end of May. Um so if you go to kickstarter.com and search for He-Man, uh, it'll come up. Right now, as of the recording of this podcast, they have 62% of it funded uh, and 11 days to go. So if anyone is interested in seeing that, they have different tiers of donations you can do. And depending on what donation uh, you put in, uh, you, there's different um, prizes you can get. Not prizes, but actual merchandise you would get, such as a DVD copy, Blu-ray, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, so check it out, kickstarter.com, and just search for He-Man, and it'll come up in the results for you. What, what is the goal that they're trying to reach? Uh, the goal that they're trying to reach is, and I have it right here, is um, 9500 and it has to be pledged by Thursday, May 29th. All right. So, yeah, they should definitely go and put your support behind that if you're interested that's that's very cool yeah and his his work his video work is extremely professional um so he did didn't he do the commercial for castle grayskull man oh yes yes the yeah hilarious that was commercial. Really good. he has a video you can watch that explains the intent of the kickstarter project so I, it's right on the kickstarter page so give that a uh um a view and then um you can back the project for as minimum as one dollar so every Everything counts. So it'd be really cool if he gets to make um, uh, the little fan film. So, Yeah, that is cool, too, because uh, 
Yeah, that's a huge thing in the um, Star Trek fandom. And I think it might be in Star Wars as well. But I know it's definitely huge in Star Trek where a lot of fan-made films and in even like full-on like television seasons have been done um, as fan <laughs> productions just for the love of the property. So. Oh, yeah. There's a lot for I see for like comic book characters too. Like I remember seeing one for like uh, a Nightwing and like things like that. Like they're kind of like trailers not maybe a full movie, but they all, a lot of them look really stylized and really cool. That's awesome. All right. You can take back control of the show. If you want shadow, I've kind of run the toy part of it here. Um, that's why you make the big bucks. <laughs> Do I <laughs> uh, check in the mail? Have I been keeping your royalty checks? <laughs> Uh, no, actually. I don't think I've ever gotten one in the eight years we've been doing the show. <laughs> Can you guys believe that? It's going to be eight years this October. Wow. That's long. Yes, that's it long. is. We're getting that's, close that's, to being a teenager. Yeah, I think that's that's really long for a podcast. Yeah, watch out, Leo Laporte. <laughs> yeah we'll catch up does anyone get that reference anymore Ooh. Yeah, he's still around but he's not what he once was now now uh uh i don't listen to this week in tech no 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 yeah yeah no i don't either uh but now dan benjamin is the guy to go to he runs the five by five network and he's sort of like the king of podcasting now well my, way, way better than leo laporte oh, well i loved leo back in the day but um my favorite podcast of all time was dignation and Sadly, it's been off for quite some time now, too. Oh, you know what? I have a, I have one more thing to share, if I may. Uh, you just reminded me because we're talking about podcasts. Uh, two things. One, uh, fun little shout out to uh, if anyone is, knows who John Gruber is and the website Daring Fireball. He does a, a podcast, and I just thought it was cool that completely unrelated to anything that they, he normally does. Uh, he gave Masters of the Universe a shout out on his last episode of his show briefly, which I thought was kind of interesting and fun that he even knew what it was because um, he's quite a bit older than someone that would have been a, a Masters fan at that point in time. Like He would have been easily into his teens or 20s at the time that the original was going. So that was kind of cool. Um, also, great uh, story from a uh, podcast, IRL Talk, um, is a show that I listened to. It was formerly called Geek Friday. And Masters of the Universe has come up a couple of times in passing on that show. But there was a funny, funny uh, incident where I was listening to the old archive of Geek Fridays. And around Halloween time, I believe 2012-ish, uh, they were talking about Halloween costumes and things. And uh, it's hosted by a guy and a girl. And the girl was complaining about how she wanted to go with all these cool uh, comic book type characters. And she was so tired of the sexy so-and-so that that was the only costumes that they had for girls all the time. And she was getting very annoyed about that. So they were like, okay, well, let's just start typing in random characters and see if they've got like sexy, whatever this, whatever that. So at one point, the, uh, the guy that hosts the show types in sexy He-Man costume into Amazon. And it comes up, and, oh, okay, nothing here, nothing here for He-Man. Although now all of my recommendations are going to be based on searching for sexy He-Man costume on Amazon. Great. So cracked me up. I thought that was really funny. So, And I'm the only one, apparently, given the silence no, that has fallen story. <laughs> <laughs> they so. do but uh, now they do have like a he-man skeletor in a she costume so please be them for halloween yes i want the skeletor one actually a lot i'm gonna try to get that this year i think do it rockapella <laughs> more references that will fall on deaf ears in another 10 years if not yeah, absolutely. sadly sadly yeah found <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So, thanks for still downloading sporadically, which is a word I learned from Clueless. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I am... <laughs> <laughs> Have you forgotten who you are? 
I am Josh Devinecourt, also known as Stratus Maca. I am Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratus Maca, I think. <laughs> I'm Martin Penny, also known as Lion Court. <laughs> <laughs> Josh knows the score. Not the right neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but a good attempt. <laughs> right, I'll say, I'm Katie, Rainbow Bright, tee <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Katie. It was all That's what fun. you get for being in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> John, we're all jealous. Don't bring me back any cheese, though. I'm lactose intolerant. Swiss chocolate, though, might be. I might be down with that if she wants to bring that back for us. Is Swiss cheese that they didn't even? That's just not. It has nothing to do with Switzerland, right? I think it does. I think that's from Switzerland initially. I oh. believe. I don't know. I guess. We'll, we'll give it to them. We'll give it to them. <laughs> they also do clocks. That's a big thing, right? It's like Swiss clocks. I think so. Yeah. Like a swatch? <laughs> Possibly. A swatch? I think so. I used to have Swiss gear luggage. I think. Did it have holes in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got one more thing to do before we sign out. Oh, we're not. No, we've retired that. Really? Yeah. We have to say the phrase from the comic. Okay. Which is what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there is none of those dum-dums. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. One, two, three. Good, Good journey. journey. Good journey. We exaggerate that every time, like, <laughs> terribly. Start doing that. <laughs>